0: high atop rocky road in Moab, Utah. It's KZMU News. I'm Justin Higginbottom. This is your news for Tuesday, November 8th. It's election day and for Grand County residents, the last chance to head to the polls. I was outside of the Grand County Courthouse this morning, chatting with people as they voted and then rushed off to work. Wade Clapier is dropping off ballots for himself and his wife it off the mail-in ballots, because <laughs> we're too lazy to turn them in on time. <laughs> what was the process like this year? Pretty easy?
1: Oh yeah, super easy. I uh, definitely like the, the mail-in voting. It makes it really easy to research your ballot ahead of time and uh, uh, actually understand uh, people's positions and stuff like that. Definitely nice.
0: They've been in Moab for just over two years. He works remotely. Other than support for local candidates, national politics brought him out today.
1: Definitely, I wanted to support John Curtis because it seems like he's, he's done a really good job. It feels like he's actually put a lot of effort into representing us, so I wanted to make sure and support him. And uh, number one, uh, local elections and obviously uh, the Senate race this year is actually competitive, so I was excited to vote in that.
0: Rob Cook moved to Moab a couple months ago from Salt Lake City. His wife just took off on her bicycle to her new job as medical director at the recovery center. And were any issues specifically that you were concerned about when you were voting or anything on your mind when you are voting for candidates?
2: Uh, no. I mean, we did a pretty good job of researching it when we got here. You know, we read about all the candidates and made sure everything looked okay. And I just voted my conscience. I just went with who I liked.
0: Cook is voting by provisional ballot today. Those are used to record a vote when there are questions about a voter's eligibility. For example, if they weren't registered in Grand County by October 28th.
2: Yeah, so I had to bring in two forms, well, my driver's license, and I had to show them uh, two like uh, forms of ID. So I brought in a deed of trust that we had just signed for a condo, and then proof of insurance through our uh, mortgage insurance, and then it just had my new address on it. It's pretty simple.
0: Provisional ballots like Cook's have become a source of controversy this election. Last night, the Grand County Republican Party posted on their official Facebook page that poll watchers are reporting, quote, a large number of provisional ballots being requested with questionable to non-existent identification documents. But according to the clerk's office, as of last night, there were 85 provisional ballots requested. In 2018, there were 45, and in 2020, there were 145. Gabe Wojtek is the Grand County Clerk and Auditor. He says Republican Party leadership made it clear to him that they're not happy residents can vote after only living in the county for 30 days, which applies to many of the seasonal workers in the area. That 30-day minimum comes from state law and is written in the Utah State Constitution.
2: My only response to that is my job as the clerk auditor is to help people participate in in their their right to vote whether they've lived in grand county for 30 days or 30 years and or whether they live in a van or they live in a
0: house that they own the grand county republican party post also claims the county's clerk office is seeing quote unprecedented and historic levels of new voter registration and voter activity Wojtek says he's looked at turnout results from previous years to get a sense of what the county can expect on Election Day. As of last night, he didn't see anything unprecedented and historic about voter activity.
2: So I, I have looked at, you know, what the, what active registered voter numbers have been um, in those elections and, and what turnout has been and nothing that I'm seeing this year, um, represents a departure from those trends or those um, those those uh, population participation
0: numbers in 2018 there were 5 thousand two hundred and eight registered voters in 2020 five thousand nine hundred seventy one this year there were five thousand six hundred and forty so far that's not the final number but the only number the grand county Republican Party had access to when they posted the party hasn't returned a request for clarification but for residents, the claims in that post may imply fraudulent voting activity in the county. As of 10 o'clock this morning, that Facebook post has been edited to only claim the existence of questionable identification documents for provisional ballots. They've removed the claim of non-existent IDs, but there's no mention on the post that they made that edit. We'll run a response from them as well as the state Republican Party office if we hear back. Wojtek says there's been registered poll watchers from both the Grand County Democratic Party and the Grand County Republican Party at the courthouse.
2: You know, I think it's a great opportunity to offer transparency and I do my best to to interact and, and even and speak about sort of challenging registration cases with the poll watchers that were with us today.
0: He says if there are any really challenging situations, he seeks advice from the lieutenant governor's office meanwhile that office is directing each county to hold off posting results until every voter at every vote center across the state has voted the office says they hope this policy will not delay the release of results but that it's necessary to allow voters to cast their ballot without being subject to preliminary results the cutthroat trout is native to the rocky mountain region but its population is in danger from a variety of threats Despite this, a subspecies in the Snake River in Wyoming is thriving. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, KHOL's Hannah Mersbach brings us this report.
3: Yellow aspens line the banks of the Snake River between Moose and Wilson on October 11th. The brisk fall day is just one of three days Wyoming Game and Fish Department researchers are spending on the water to check in on fish and conduct population estimates west of Jackson. But... Instead of catching the fish individually, the crew is electrofishing. This allows them to catch a larger yield and get a bigger sample size. The crew floats down the snake on rafts with what looks like metal antennas dangling off the front. The antennas are releasing an electric field that temporarily stuns the fish.
1: They're held in that field for just a few seconds and the people on the front have to scoop them up really quick or else they're off.
3: That's Mark Smith, the department's assistant fisheries management coordinator. He explains that Game & Fish's main focus today is on snake river cutthroat trout. The trout's bodies are brownish-yellow and covered in small spots, except for their all-white belly. They're a part of the group known as cutties. Cutties are threatened throughout the western U.S. But this very stretch of water is a stronghold for the snake river subspecies— and the department is making sure minor habitat changes don't tip the scales. Once the crews collect enough fish, sometimes over 100 in one swoop, they hand them over to the processing raft in a live cage for measuring.
1: We are taking these to the blue boat? I think
0: that's the plan.
3: The crew fills a cage with water on the processing raft. Then they dump the fish in.
1: And at that point, we'll take those fish and we'll actually collect the biological data off them, which is largely lengths and weights, which tells us a lot about the age and the conditions in the river.
2: 13.2.
3: The largest cutty comes in at around 18 inches long. That's not as big as what the staff found the week before on the National Elk Refuge's Flat Creek, which is known for its trophy fish, but it's still way above average. The crew also makes sure to make a small clip in one of each fish's fins.
1: We use that to determine when we come back in subsequent days, whether we've encountered that particular fish.
3: This year, the crew members end up catching over 1,000 snake river cutthroat trout over three days. They're using the data to estimate the population size in the stretch of river between Moose and Wilson. The results aren't out yet, but the department says all indications look good so far. Fisheries biologist, Clark Johnson, says this shows that the stretch is still a stronghold for wild cutthroat trout.
1: We, as an agency in the area, don't stock um, cutthroat trout very many places, so all the fish that um, folks are seeing or catching around the Jackson area are likely wild and um, the native fish that's been here forever.
3: Some of the fish had angling injuries, including some that looked like they had been caught multiple times. The injury rate is still pretty low, but the crew says that over-angling may become the largest threat to the fish in the years to come. This is already a problem in places like the North Platte River, which flows through Casper. There, an internal game and fish study showed that fish with more severe hooking injuries tended to be smaller than those without. The cutthroat and the Moose Wilson stretch are evading other threats, They rely on cold, clean water, and Johnson says the cool climate in the Tetons has kept the snake from warming like it has in other areas. These conditions have also kept non-native fish from gaining a foothold in the region.
1: Luckily, in kind of the greater Snake River area, those threats are pretty minimal, um, which is great, but the the same can't be said for some of the other subspecies elsewhere in the state or in the region.
0: 0.68.
3: Back on the raft, the crew takes one more step before dumping the fish back in the water to safely swim away. They're taking clips of fin tissue from a selection of fish. They're sending the samples to researchers at the University of Wyoming who are trying to use genetics to see where exactly the fish came from. Here's Mark Smith again.
1: We're optimistic that genetics might be able to answer a really long-held question about where these fish all originate from in the system. It might be that they come from many, many places, but it also might be true that there's certain streams or areas of the Snake River system that are critically important.
3: But for now, that research is a work in progress. Over those three days on the snake, the crew caught fish of all sizes and ages. While the young trout might not make anglers jealous, they prove the next generation of trophy fish is alive and well. Hannah Mersbach. KHOL News.
0: That report from KHOL was shared with us via Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, including KZMU. that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, November 8th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.